Gene, Gene, Gene. It's me, Judge John Hodgman. Gene, thank you so much for guest bailiffing today. Of course. Thank you for asking me. But I need to give you some background on what is about to happen mm. on the show. Okay. Because <laughs> this, this, this has is never a, happened before. This is never. This is a previously on Judge John Hodgman segment. Yes. Okay. So today we're hearing a case between a person named Rudy mm-hmm. and his wife, who is her a whole human being in her own right, Mary, mm-hmm. about glitter. Mm-hmm. But you have to know that Rudy has been on the show before. Oh. Yeah. He appeared some weeks ago uh, in verdict number 518. There's an app Ellet court for that. Uh-huh. Rudy was the defendant. Mm-hmm. Uh, his grown son, Patrick, was taking his dad, Rudy, to court because Rudy would not stop pitching his idea for a new social networking app. (laughs) What's that? Well, first of all, you have to understand it's called Rudy's Place. And it's a (laughs) virtual hangout slash bar where people could hang out together Uh and then they could buy each other drinks using the app. Where do the drinks come from? You see, yeah, right? You see some of the problems already. (laughs) Their own, I presumably their own refrigerator or liquor cabinet or sarsaparilla. Oh, bar. I it's don't, more I don't like um, um, uh, a metaphorical drink. <laughs> anyway, okay. Patrick and his sister Bridget, who had been hearing about this idea for all this time, time and time again, every family gathering, mm-hmm. Rudy would tell Patrick and his sister Bridget and any of their many, many, many cousins by the dozens. Mm-hmm that this app was a good idea. They said that it was not a good idea, but Rudy kept saying, you, this is my gift to you. One of you should make this app and become a millionaire. Okay. And Patrick was like, I'm not going to do it. And I just want to be left alone. I want, I want you to order my dad to stop pitching Rudy's place. And I did. And Rudy accepted that. But then Rudy turned around and revealed that he has a a separate dispute with his wife and whole human being, Mary, Mm. because she loves glitter and he hates it. That's what we're going to hear today. Rudy is a a weird dad, but we ruled an interesting dad. Okay. He retired last year from a career in energy and environmental policy. Mm -hmm. He's now getting a PhD in philosophy of technology. Ambitious. With with his thesis being technology is evil and bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's why why he wants his son to develop this app. Loves the Minnesota Vikings, hates yachts, fears sharks, but does not hate sharks. I've also learned recently that he is a Jeopardy champion, an absinthe drinker, and he can, quote, source the lyrics of Disco Inferno to an obscure English philosopher, end quote. That quote comes from one of the several very, very long letters that Rudy and Mary's friends and neighbors have been sending me since the last time Rudy was on this podcast. You listed a lot of things, but maybe you could have just led with a drinker of absinthe and then explained everything after that. Everything else derives from that, I have Mm -hmm. a feeling. Gene, these people, Rudy, Mary, Patrick, Bridget, cousins, friends, neighbors, taken over, taken over this podcast. We had to make a segment, a, a, okay. a weekly segment called Rudy's Place to deal with all this Rudy content. And Jonathan Colton even wrote a theme song. Do you want to hear the theme song? I, what? Okay, yeah. Well, no. Oh, no. Because this is my podcast. <laughs> what? It's got my name on it. The Judge John Hodgman. It's not Rudy's place. This is the Judge John Hodgman podcast. This is a, so we'll play. So no, Gene, I'm sorry. Okay. We'll, well, actually, we'll play it at the end of the podcast. Anyway, Ugh. that's the background on Rudy, Rudy's okay. place, Mary, and everything else. Oh, I forgot to say one thing. They live in an unnamed town on a road called Big Toad Road. I don't. What do you what do you mean, unnamed town? Oh, because well, I mean, you can't I just, say. I'm not, I'm not saying the name of the town, but I know that their their road is Big called Toad? Big Toad Road. Big oh. Toad Road. I suppose there was a extremely large toad at some point that someone had to be like, it was so big. Get rid of the other name. Well, Gene, that's all. That's it. You nope. can start the show whenever you want. <sighs> can I take a nap? <laughs> yeah, let's take a little break. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm guest bailiff Jean Gray sitting in for Jesse Thorne. This week, citation for glittering. Rudy can't stand glitter. He says that Mary keeps bringing it into the house and would like her to stop. Mary says that Rudy needs to find a better way to cope. 
Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference. As a further preliminary matter, you should know that I have been to Big Toad Road on many occasions. I can assure you that whatever mental images you and your listeners have conjured up are absolutely accurate. Guest bailiff Jean Grey, please swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, God, or the holy construction of checker cabs in the 70s and 80s that had flip-top stools in the back with no seat belts. So help me, RBG. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact... Oh, there's usually a joke. No, that's that it. Makes up. That's oh. the joke. Despite oh. the fact. <laughs> I do. Absolutely. Wonderful. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Rudy and Mary, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment. In one of yours favors, can either of you guess the source of the quote that I offered you? I've been to Big Toad Road on many occasions. So is that a planet from Next Generation? I've been to Big Toad Road on many no. occasions. I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds me. more like a Walt Whitman. It sounds like more Walt Whitman. I thought you guys were going to get this because I was certain that you had been CC'd on this Frost? particular letter that was sent to me from one Mark. Does that name mean anything to you? I did not see the letter. No. Yeah. Cousin Kathleen's husband. Yeah, this is a letter dated June 12, 2021. Mark is the husband to Mary's first cousin, Kathleen, honorary uncle to Patrick and Bridget, your children. It is a lovely letter in support of the concept of Rudy's Place, the app, <laughs> and very much in support of Rudy personally in a very moving way. I'll forward you the letter and share it on the show page, but I will also point out that uh, it's been in my inbox for 10 days. I only just read it this morning because it is 1,423 <laughs> words long. <laughs> oh, I'm touched. 1,423 <laughs> words. Mark sent a letter to me. I then received a letter from Kathleen, Mark's wife, in support of Mary, pointing out that glitter is fun and festive, that Mary is incredibly generous of spirit, and she gives cards and gifts adorned with glitter, and wonders how Rudy will even keep glitter out of the house when he cannot prevent a simple squirrel infestation. More on that later. Kathleen wrote, I quote, in fact, I noticed a parked car yesterday that had a pink glitter steering wheel cover and thought it would be a perfect gift for Mary. End quote. That's 27 words. That is just 27 words from her 702 word long letter. 702. That's half of Mark's letter. That's better. You know, we all grew up with print magazines. That's a whole page in a print magazine. So we'll post Kathleen's letter as well, and I'm, but I'm, I'm issuing on my own behalf a restraining order. <laughs> Mark and Kathleen may not write me again. I don't need this homework. 1,400 words, Mark. Get your I'm word sorry. count down. So now let's go to the courtroom, finally. Finally get someone some justice here. Mary, we already know a lot about Rudy. He's been on the show before. So let's get to know you a little bit. You are, I says here, uh, you were a prosecutor in Manhattan in the 1980s, and you are now a law professor. Guilty. <laughs> Lingo. <laughs> and now you teach prosecuting in what field? Um, so, yeah, well, this is kind of the opposite of glitter. So my day job, my day gig is a little heavy. So I work on a lot of violence against women issues. And so, um, you know, intimate partner violence, sexual assault, stuff that's kind of heavy, right? Yeah. Not, not usually at a comedy show. So I would say that the work is heavy. The rest of my life should have a little bling in it. All right. And you noted before we started recording that you have fairy lights behind you, but it's not your fault. No. Right. That's, that, that is your, your daughter's former. Well, actually, daughter. I like them. No, now that I think about them, I think I did put them up. Oh, dear. Guilty again. <laughs> Where did you live in Manhattan in the 1980s? I couldn't afford to live in Manhattan initially in oh. the 1980s. Mm. So I lived in the Bronx in my parents' downstairs after law school. I had to, you know, it's the usual immigrant experience of my right. parents. I lived in the Bronx. And then 
my friend was able to, because she worked at a private firm, was able to find a place in Brooklyn mm-hmm. uh, and offered me a room in it. And um, uh, and we shared a room on, it was like 4th and 10th, I think. But it was not the Brooklyn you see today. Um, but it was a really interesting place. And now you live up there on Big Toad Road. Oh, yeah. Against your will. <laughs> no, that's not completely fair. I want to be fair about this. Right. I am more adaptable than Rudy. So I could live in a lot of places, right? I can live on Big Toad Road. I can live in Brooklyn. I could live in... What about uh, Long Snake Ave? Could you live there? <laughs> no. No, you're right. I'm not that adaptable. I also, he says here, speaking of glitter, in big capital letters is told to me, you are not a crafter. No. See, I what feel like mean? I was mm. unfairly presented. Mm. By? Well, just that in general, people make assumptions when he kind of goes on about glitter. Right. That either I'm, you know, in head to toe, go LeMay with glitter. Which, uh, by the way, which, for the record, you are not. And for the record, I am disappointed. <laughs> I know. I do have my RBG descent necklace and earring, matching earrings. And I was thinking, Judge, that... A little lace collar on your, you know, a little something like an RBG thing on your robes might be a little, you know. So there you go. I do like a little bling. Flair. Uh, but I'm not a crafter. I'm so domestically impaired. Like, Rudy's the one who would pick up a vacuum. He's the cook. He's really very, he brings home the bacon and he fries it up in a pan. Got it. Got it. Got it. So uh, you're, what are you using this glitter for? I wouldn't have identified my house as a house with glitter in it. So what happens, John, is I have 56, I think, first cousins on one side of my family. And there's a lot of birthdays. There's a lot of first communions and weddings and back and forth thank you cards. And then there's Christmas. Right. Big Mm -hmm. into Christmas. And, you know, where we live on Big Toad Road, it's like dark and dreary at four o'clock in the winter. Sure. So I think that Christmas and festive occasions, family stuff. Now, also, they have glitter on wrapping paper now. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm I'm like inadvertently bringing in glitter in the house. But I right. do like light. I do like shimmer. Um, so I don't feel like there's a lot of glitter in our house. Like, I it's think incidental. It's, you're saying it's incidental glimmer. It's, yes. Thank not, you. Not that, in a, that's it. Your honor. Your you claim exactly would be. captured it. Thank yes. you. It's not my job to make your case for you, but your claim would be that you don't bring in more glitter than a normal human being would, would, would track into the house, say after a, a, a light glitter sprinkle outside. Correct. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. you. It's like part of the weather of being a human, as far as you are concerned. Yes. Okay, got you. And just a quick question. 56 first cousins? Yeah. Wow. Well, my mother was one of 12 mm-hmm. right. in Ireland. Right. And so half of them came here. Right. And half of them are home. And they had to leave, right? So I do think it was a little bit of a shock to Rudy. Like, when we joined households, he never realized he needed to budget for events. Mm. You know? Right. I guess he my point little- is... I, th- I just, I just, I just want to comment on. It's kind of astonishing because most people don't. Most people in my world don't come from such large families, and it's like, how do you find time to write birthday cards? Never mind <laughs> holiday cards for fifty-six first cousins at one thousand four hundred words each. I presume you're writing one thousand, at least fourteen hundred words per Christmas card, right? I have really bad handwriting from all of this. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. 
I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Rudy. Yes. Now it is your turn. We have heard we have heard and gotten to know Mary. So now it's time for Rudy's place or Rudy's piece. What's the nature of your complaint? We kind of get the idea, but restate for the court your specific complaint about the glitter. My specific complaint is that glitter, once it gets into the house, it's very hard to remove, uh, even with vacuuming. It tends to sort of secrete itself into the crevices of the carpeting, the upholstery, cracks in the floor, places that that it just lays there until the uh, until the, the angle of the lighting is just right as you're walking past and this whole stream of light kind of bursts forth at you. And, and what does um, that light do, Rudy? It shatters your concentration and disrupts whatever else you're doing in your life. Um, and so, if you, as know, I understood from your original letter, you'll be walking through the house. Uh-huh. The glitter will reflect a beam of piercing light into your eye. <laughs> yes. And whatever you were thinking about or doing in that moment has been destroyed. Yeah. And you stand there for like 45 minutes unable to move. <laughs> Trapped. No, what I, well, uh, until recently when I started trying to work on it, I would, I would mutter something maybe obscene about the glitter. And then I would... Uh, wet my finger and go after the piece of glitter because it will stick to a wet finger. And then uh, if I'm able to get it up, then I'll go put it in the garbage. Why is the wet finger solution not a solution? It seems like you got it covered. Well, That's a pretty good glitter life hack, by the way. It's a remediation, <laughs> but it's not a prevention. It's, I want to prevent the, the disruption in the first place. The best way I can describe for people who aren't bothered by glitter... Right. The best analogy I can draw is it's to me it, it's it's the equivalent of a sudden very high pitched piercing noise. Like if you're walking up your stairs uh thinking about what you're going to do next or thinking mm-hmm. about something or other and all of a sudden just sudden high pitched piercing sound just out of nowhere. Do you have you. synesthesia? I don't. Do you perceive, yes, do you perceive that, glitter as yeah, noise? I do not. I have. Okay. I'm bothered by lots of things. I am easily bothered by annoying distractions. I, I think I'm not alone in that. Um, but yes, I, I find it very hard to ignore annoying distractions. So Mary, uh, you have already made your case that the amount of glitter is not unusual. Uh, I am not going to inspect your home on Big Toad Road. Uh, because frankly, you 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 and your family have entwined themselves into my life tightly enough as it is. <laughs> we do but that. You, but you have you have produced some evidence mm-hmm. uh, that we will share with this court. Uh, Jennifer Marmer, do you want to present the first film, Exhibit A, for the defense? Sure. Okay, so a flying squirrel fell into my tub. That okay, I was I'm going to pause right there. Just all sorts of no. All all levels of absolutely not are involved. Jean, tell us, tell us what we're seeing here. Uh, I, I, oh, this is a, uh, so I believe this is a flying squirrel that has fallen from the ceiling, perhaps, um, somewhere uh-huh. into your bathtub, which I assume someone had run a bath getting ready to take a bath, which is even more terrifying 
Um, the records show that uh, Mary is raising her hand. This was to be her bathtub. Um, because you could have been in the bath when this happens. Um, let the records show that Mary is pointing and snapping her fingers. Like, oh, this, is an, this is a, podcast is an audio medium. Oh, you, know, you may, re- you may that's, react. Uh, that's that's all I right. Um, I and as a person who uh, also um, grew up uh, uh, for I spent forty three years in New York City. Um, and has uh, in the past year moved to a big toed road of my very own, uh, not the same name, but same feeling. Um, we you have nature in your life. We now. have nature, but we also removed nine flying squirrels from inside of our walls. Um, uh-huh. And just the the scratching and the squirrel fights that were happening inside of the walls was was terrifying enough. So I cannot imagine um what i'm sorry uh, mary's yeah. still alive and and honestly i'm impressed <laughs> if one of those flying squirrels had flown into your bathtub while you were in it it would have been bad news um it would have been bad news for me the squirrel everyone in the neighborhood uh i would have had to set the house on fire um <laughs> there's a lot of things that would have happened i see there's probably candles and uh a lot of uh, uh substances in here that could have been used as, as molotov cocktails um, so yeah, sort of where I would have gone. And I thought she was extremely calm and handled it really well. Let's listen to her be uh, calmly handling the rest of it. And Rudy is going to try to get it out and rescue it. And oh, this little guy is trying I so hard. He's hanging on to the, hanging the on to the Gazzini jets for dear life. Let the record show that Mary ends her narration before uh, finishing the film saying, why did I ever leave the Bronx? Is that correct? Did I hear that correctly, Mary? Correct. And for the record, Your Honor, it's a 2019 video, so it was not prepared for this defense. It's just something you've had on your phone for years. I shared with every member of my family so they could taunt Rudy. Yeah, the 57 first cousins or whatever each got a copy of this for Christmas and with a glitter card saying, (laughs) this cannot happen again. Yeah, I, I also want to be very clear that the Molotov cocktails were just to burn the house down. I would have also tried to save the squirrel with my bare hands um, because I have have saved many animals from pools before. Just walking by a pool. Oh, no. Got to got to save this one. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the repercussions and the nightmares would would stay with me. Yeah. Scary of what stuff. could have been. Now, let the record show that I know from the other video Mary sent in. Exhibit B for the defense, which is a little long. We're not going to go into it, but that Rudy did attempt to save this squirrel, not using his hands, but using two gigantic Rubbermaid tubs. It felt like. (laughs) How would you describe what uh, Rudy's uh, effort, Mary? Well, it was adorably heroic. Um, he is an environmentalist. He is certainly very caring about humans and animals. He doesn't have this. I have similar instincts to Gene, where like you react first because you need to protect yourself. Yeah. And um, and but you don't want to hurt anyone. But you're like, get the hell away from mm-hmm. me. Heckle away from me. And um, and so Rudy was really very concerned about the death of the squirrel. And I was too. I offered to get a blanket. But sometimes I feel he's more concerned about the animals than about the people who were also affected by the animals. So that's a little tension, I would say. I have to object. Please. Sustained. (laughs) Thank you, Your Honor. I just don't think that's the case. I think my first concern was for Mary and her well-being. And then I wanted to take care of the squirrel. And unfortunately, it did not work out well for the squirrel. Oh. I think the squirrel was too far gone at that point. Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you for injecting that note of oh, tragedy man. into our life discussion. <laughs> I did not uh, think that was going to happen. Well, that's tragedy. Especially, especially since it's not, none of it is germane to the case. <laughs> Mary, what is this flying squirrel? How did it get there? And what does this have to do with the glitter case? So my argument, Your Honor, respectfully is that you can, you can have an amazingly long list of everything that annoys you and expect the other person to accommodate all of them. I think Rudy's list is much longer than mine. 
And I would say that what I get annoyed by is more commonly annoyed by other people, like flying squirrels entering your house on more than one occasion and saying, yes, we should get the pest people. Even if you think they're a racket, we need to get them. So that's my argument. So this is an ongoing problem? You have squirrels in your house? Oh, yes, yes. May I interject, Your Honor? Sustained. <laughs> yes, I, I, yes. We have way more than our share of nuisance animal intrusions compared to the average household. Uh, that does go with the, with the location. Uh, but I would say- way more, way more than your share. Yes, is, we have more is, than our share. What is the Excellent. town? Does this town allot you a certain number? <laughs> a certain a number of we have, flying squirrels and giant centipedes every month or something? <laughs> <laughs> but, but- I, we, we don't invite them in, and um, um, unlike the, the glitter, we don't invite them in. And when they are in, we do everything we can to keep them out, to get them out and keep them out. Um, I think Mary's point is, why are, why are you complaining about glitter when there are squirrels in your house and right. that problem has not been solved? Would that be fair to say? Yes, Your Honor. Thank you. Judge? Yes, please. Would you mind if I asked a couple of questions? Of I would love it. All right. Um, Rudy, I feel like um, there are some things that uh, I I might uh, very much relate to you uh, on here as the person in my household who um, apparently is the only person who can see things that are out of place um, and, become, and are glaringly <laughs> obvious to me. And I'm like, what is going on here? Um, but... Um, I also think that I do take it upon myself to make sure that um, certain things are in place. Otherwise, I will always be angry, um, especially after things like the holidays. Um, have you ever considered after the holidays just having someone in to deep clean the house? Because things get everywhere for months. There are pine needles that you'll find six months later and you're like, how could that possibly happen? Yes, mm -hmm. thank you. Um, well, I'm not sure about deep cleaning, but regular cleaning, certainly. For, for a number of years when Mary and I were both working outside the house, um, we did have professional cleaners in regularly. I, I just think that there is something just about the mechanics of a piece of glitter mm -hmm. and a crevice that mm -hmm. it, it is able to evade. Many of them are able to evade vacuuming. Um, Even professional cleaners. Uh, yes. I'm not sure the professional cleaners vacuum is any more effective than than our own vacuum right you're saying that you're saying that standard professional cleaners can't get all the glitter and that is Correct. why i suggested um actual professional deep cleaners which is a very different thing like someone you would okay. hire if you're just moving yeah. into a house or out of a house what i was going to ask about also if during the holidays um if there were, say, things that were, I know that I, I feel a certain way about glitter as well, but I also like things that reflect light, um, that bring in shine. Have, have you suggested anything else, maybe metallics or glass or prisms or kaleidoscopes and suggested and brought these things to Mary in order to solve that problem of the glitter? A replacement. Well, once again, I will say yes, but I'll probably be corrected. But uh, yes, I have occasionally bought clothing for Mary that has sparkly thread woven through it. Um, in fact, Mary just bought a pair of sandals or sh shoes or sandaly shoes that have sequins on them and not glitter. They not they don't come off into the house, and they're very sparkly. And I said, those are great. I like those. So. Yes, I'm certainly amenable that you complimented to... your wife one time. <laughs> well, I said that you, actually just happened this week. But may I also may I also point out that Rudy submitted one single piece of evidence pertaining to the question that you just asked, Gene, about mm -hmm. bringing in other mm -hmm. uh, uh, f festive and and uh, upbeat uh, elements to the home. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't need to. And, uh, Go ahead and share my screen again. And uh, oh yes, I've seen this. Yes, I, I and, saw it um, earlier. 
if I'll just scroll down, the is a single maraca. <laughs> One photo of a single maraca. Be- beautiful maraca. <laughs> yes, this is an this is quote an example of festive but non-glittered paraphernalia. A maraca. It's funny you don't say maraca a lot. You no. Know what I mean? Singular. Mm-hmm. Not, not usually singular. It feels singular. like it's a little more common to say maracas, mm-hmm. right? Because well, they're usually there too. Mm-hmm. There, there was another one that <laughs> I'm not too much sure noise. W- where it came from, whether Mary brought it in or someone else did. There was one that was coated with gold glitter. And every time it was shaken, some portion of the glitter would come off. And I looked for that. I know that, it, that at some point I put it into a Ziploc bag to try to contain <laughs> the glitter. I thought I put it away somewhere. Uh, I looked for it and I couldn't find it. So it, uh, it's possible that it was ac- accidentally destroyed. Also, as, as someone who, who, who paints and does craft, there is the option of doing a, um, a, a, a top coat of sealant on anything that contains glitter where you uh, oh, seal seal yeah. the glitter in its own little Han Solo carbonite and uh, there it shall stay. It still shines, but Judge, one, yes. one last um, um, question and a half to Mary. Um, I, I, Mary, I, I definitely understand that the, uh, the balance of having these light things in your life um, in, in contrast to your, your job and what's, what's been your job for years is hugely important to you. Um, and I think I, I also just wanted to ask you, I think sometimes we know like we, we enjoy all these things and we're like, oh, there's so many other options to do this. I thought um, celebrating my first Christmas is that I would, as someone who's never really a glitter person, I was like, yeah, but I want like the sparkles and the light and sort of looking for all these other ways that weren't necessarily um the invasive nature of glitter. Would you be into looking at any of those options? I would with a condition. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. So mm. I've already, if you notice, the fairy lights mm-hmm. are not glitter. Yeah, they're right. lovely. Right? Lovely. So I feel like I've done that. Here, you know, you have both crystallized for me during this session what my stubborn objection is to crystals are very because shiny, I am being stubborn reflective. and so is Rudy. Okay, yeah. Rudy always chooses things that have another purpose as well. The maraca also makes music, right? Frivolity is about things that are not productive other than the joy, mm. and that's I think where the real tension is. Mm. So yes, I'm interested in that, but I think that. There's feeling like there's a judgment, like it has to have another job as well. You just want a thing to be a fun thing, and that's it. Yes. It's just fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It makes me laugh. So and smile. I'm willing to entertain that, mm. but I need to have a little bit more compromise coming on the other side. Mm. Okay. Rudy, do you, do you think that there's something to what Mary is saying? Do you have difficulty appreciating? things that are just fun and don't have use? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> getting deep here. It's a deep question. I, I, I certainly appreciate lots of things that are just for their own sake, uh, things that are, you know, artistic or beautiful or what have you that don't have any sort of classically utilitarian function. But I probably do have a bias against sort of celebratory frivolity mm. items mm-hmm. which which just comes mm-hmm. from my from my upbringing I you know I was from a very sort of Spartan right. sort of upbringing right um, when you were I, growing up I, you, I, were, you were lucky to get a flying squirrel in the bathtub on I, that was a that was a heyday um, <laughs> that's what we did for fun when I was growing up so but and I and I I definitely credit Mary with yes making efforts to find non glittery uh, forms of entertainment. Um, I think it's really the third party glitter is more of the issue. Third, it comes third in, party glitter. Third party third glitter. Party it comes glitter. in on cards. It comes in on wrapping paper, and that is not Mary's direct responsibility. But on the other hand, once it's in the house, what you do with it becomes. 
You know, it's like, okay, well, what here's can a Mary card do about that's... she's got 56 cousins and, and gonna be relations. Some, uh, some there is going to be. Oh, my God. You should have this past holiday season was was the worst. Was this but, what precipitate? What happened? It was the second cousin glitter bomb was bad. The that second cousin bad. glitter bomb. Go on. <laughs> what does this second cousin glitter bomb mean to you? Because to me, it means nothing. <laughs> I don't, I don't speak your family language, please. So it's a second cousin who sent us a card that when you opened the Christmas card, Exploded. inside the card, there was glitter inside the envelope yeah. so that when the card came out, almost something you see at bat mitzvahs or bar mitzvahs, you know, yeah. on the table, yeah. and it exploded all over the living room. I called my purpose? sister- well, she thought, it, I think she, she wasn't being Gee. mean. She was being festive. And I didn't know it was in there. So I opened the card and the glitter bomb <laughs> exploded. I called my sister and said, watch out for it. And she made her daughter <laughs> open it out on the deck. <laughs> Jean, are you, you, you're nodding. You're familiar with this home invasion? I, I have I have seen it. Um, I... I have seen people open those. Um, the only thing I like flying out of any envelope I'm opening is just like uh, cash. Um, so that would be fun. But uh, but <laughs> I, I have seen that. I think. But this is a card that is designed to kind of. It's it's you're supposed to be like, you. oh, my gosh, how how exciting. It falls out on yeah. purpose. It, um, it dirties your house with fun on purpose. Litters it with fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a lot. I didn't mean to cut off what you were going to say there, though, Jean. Oh, I was going to say, I, I think I've opened one like at a, a venue at an event. And my first thought was like, who's going to clean that up? Not me. Um, right. So that's fine. That's terrible. You know? That's terrible. N- n- next flying squirrel you save, you should send that to her. <laughs> send that to your second cousin. That's a surprise. That's fun. It's, it's fun in the moment, though. Well, I would say we've identified a cards that if we get them from this particular cousin... We will open them on the deck. So that, I think, now, I don't think it's going to be a trend. Um, oh, it's totally uh, going to be a trend now. <laughs> you think You think that Mark and Kathleen aren't going to listen to this podcast? <laughs> and go to all of your cousins in the United States and in Ireland and be like, send them these send them these glitter bombs. I feel, I feel oh, like you're going to put go it in, in just regular mail at this point. <laughs> go get them. I liked Kathleen's suggestion of sort of an airport-style glitter detector at the front door. That, that would work. <laughs> what do you What do you propose as a solution, Rudy, t- to protect yourself from these glitterful cards okay. and letters? I think again, I I give Mary credit, partial credit, because she doesn't intentionally bring glittery stuff into the house, but she will unknowingly bring it in. She'll buy something and not notice that it has detachable glitter on it. So she could be a little more conscientious about that. And as far as the cards and the uh, and the wrapping paper and all that, uh, it's really a question of what you do after it has come in and containing the damage. So like the, the card that's obviously got glitter all over it that you open, say, in the kitchen, does not have to be taken into the bedroom uh, to sit around there for a few days and then taken into the living room to be put up on display on a, on, on a shelf, you know, it can just be quietly disposed of. Is that what you're doing, Mary? You're taking glittery cards and rubbing them all over your carpets <laughs> try, on purpose, I trying am, to stab Rudy's eyes? I like eyes to reread. Ah. I like to reread when someone takes care to say something loving to me. Yeah. I like to dwell on it before you just throw them away, right? Yeah, and if, if they're anything like Mark's letters, you probably have to read them over a couple of weeks. <laughs> She's not rereading. It's the first time. It's a very long card. That glitter card was four feet tall. Yep. It was just a get, lot of glitter. They had to get the words cards. in there. Yeah, just, I just love to curl up in bed with my glitter card. Her cousin, what's her happening cousin, my favorite characters. Her cousin actually got out of the card, threw the glitter on everyone, <laughs> relayed the message, then climbed back in the card. Uh, okay. Uh, so what would you have me order, Rudy, if I were to find in your favor? No glitter or light in your wife's life ever again? <laughs> um, I don't think that's possible or desirable. I would say 
uh, glitter-free alternatives to the extent possible. Uh, no, in, no knowingly bringing glitter items into the house. And then most importantly, containing the, the spread of glitter from, from things that are sent to us. Understood. Being conscientious about containing the spread. And Mary, what would you have me order if I were to rule in your favor? So the first thing I'd like you to order, Your Honor, is that Rudy undergo hypnosis because he's done Wow. <laughs> he's, wow. he's done it before. Holy. He's fascinated by it. But I think for two things. You know, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. One would be like so that he gets a little less just distracted, angry, agitated by the glitter. And then also that his so that's first reaction... Basically, that, that's the long way of saying, like, deal with it. Just deal no, with no, it. No, 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 no. Hypnosis I'm, for dealing no, with no, it? No, no, no. I, I think she's I think, I think she's saying something interesting because it is a different level when you're bothered by things at that level. Thank you, Jean. Right. I'm not saying that, that I don't have some work to do, Your Honor. But I think you asked me what my ideal ruling would be. Right. And it would be that he work on that. I will... I will defer to your wisdom on how I might be a little more sensitive about glitter. Um, and But the second thing that I think is important on the squirrels is that it's been a long time between the suggestion that we get someone other than Rudy solve the squirrel problem, right? Because mm-hmm. Rudy's kind of a handyman type. He likes to do it himself. Sure. And us actually he's a Ru- years he's a Rudy later of all finally having a pest person coming in, right? So I think that when the pest people, the other thing, he could either do a hypnosis on the pest thing or not assume that when the pest people come in next week, everything they do is wrong. So Rudy is going to get hypnotized to not feel anxious <laughs> about being taken advantage of by professional <laughs> Uh, service providers control people right rudy you're gonna need to be put under very deeply (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure hypnosis is going to you'll need something stronger stronger some anesthesia maybe some absinthe maybe some absinthe (laughs) i I actually that's that is one of my drinks of choice yeah i read about it in the letter (laughs) (laughs) love those letters mark and kathleen (laughs) and judith and also uh, Angela, thank you for your le- your letter as well, friends and family of Mary and Rudy. Okay, I think I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. I am going to go into my snobby lobby, <laughs> aka my chambers. Nice. I'll be back in a moment to render my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Okay. Mary, how how are you feeling? How are you feeling about today? I feel heard, mm. which is good. Jean, I feel like uh, I felt heard. Mm-hmm. I also um, feel that you all were thinking of some good um, sort of compromises. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous mm-hmm. that if there's a ruling that I can't comply with, like just because I do... I, I'm not as detailed oriented as Rudy is, so mm. I feel like the inadvertent and the third party glitter. I don't know how I'm going to comply with that if that's part of the ruling. So I'm a little nervous about that. Um, there is also um, a- another suggestion. There is a larger than normal glitter, which uh, very easy to pick up. Doesn't have to be so small. That well, might can also I just stop you right there. What? <laughs> can 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 no 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 Rudy no you no. can't Rudy no you can't. I'm going to finish my talk okay. with Mary and then we're going to get to you. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, I panicked. That's our, I, I, that's what you do, Rudy. Yeah, that's why yeah. we're here, because you panic. Yeah. All right, Mary. I yeah. understand how you're feeling. I didn't. You know what? I didn't even have anything else to say to Mary. I just wanted Rudy to hold hold on. Rudy, how are you feeling? <laughs> Is it anxious? Uh, uh, no, I'm not feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like this was a good discussion. That's and, good. And. Uh, I think that uh, there are obviously way more important things in life than glitter or the lack of glitter. And um, uh, 
I'm confident that the judge is going to going to see through that and come up with something that makes sense. Uh, I, I just want to interject that I don't think larger glitter is really <laughs> going to be the solution here because it will the, the, the glitter has will find its way. Okay. Despite how I mean, it would have to be big, big glitter. It's pretty big. To, Bef- but before okay. the judge gets back, I, I want you to pay attention to re- something really incredibly important that Mary said at the beginning was that she feels heard. And I think regardless of what the judge comes in and says, I think um, sometimes when you're, you know, this deep in, in a relationship and you're just seeing the problem and you can't even get past like the things of, of compromise, just the idea that someone else feels seen and completely heard without you being in your own feelings about it is so, so important. So whatever happens, take note that she felt the need to say that today. Okay. Do it. Very okay. All right. Um, We'll see what the judge has to say about all this when we come back in just a moment. Can I offer you a copay? (laughs) 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 Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids graduation to whatever. I have one of these and I got one for my dad and I got one for my mother-in-law and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, Imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom and presents his verdict. Well, you know, it's very rare 
that I reach a decision so quickly and so completely because the verdict is obvious and so clear. The solution is large glitter as much as possible. Get it into the house. Get a large glitter cannon. You know what I mean? No, I'm sorry, Mary. You're smiling. That was a joke. Oh. It's not my order. It's weird that you would even think that I wasn't joking. Could you imagine me coming in here and saying, yeah, I think there should be as much large glitter in the house as possible. That's the solution. Yes. You're actually nodding. I mean, the thing is, I can see... I can see you both uh, because we are now podcasting via the magic of teleconferencing, the, dark, mm-hmm. the evil magic of teleconferencing, the curse of teleconferencing. But I do enjoy seeing your faces because here you are uh, with, a, with a very big smile uh, framed by fairy lights, Mary, in a bright upstairs bedroom full of natural light. And there's Rudy below you. <laughs> in a shirt designed to match the closed drapes, the same color of murky pond water in a green tinted room with a creepy ceiling fan behind him, looking like he's in the basement of Captain Nemo's submarine. Oh no. Different attitudes. Yeah. I think Rudy, you were the first to even say, not we would be the first to say, you were the first to say to me that uh, Mary is full of light, yes. uh, metaphorically and to a degree, literally. Absolutely. And I am so happy that the two of you balance each other out. Uh, and uh, I'm, so, I'm so appreciative that I have no doubt that, that you appreciate Mary because you spoke, you spoke of her so highly mm-hmm. in all of your uh, emails to me, even when you were annotating her emails to me mm-hmm. with little notes like off topic, <laughs> you would also, <laughs> you would also go to great lengths to explain how important she is in your life. And, That's and, an I, and, and I believe that, you know, I, 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 I appreciate the fact that she feels heard. She said it. I think Jean's note is a good one for all of us to take with our partners, especially as we have all been living in fairly close quarters for a long time, it's, oh boy. It's, it's taken a toll on all of us. Yeah. Make yeah. sure that your that your partners feel seen and heard, even when their problems might not be as glaringly obvious as a flying squirrel in the bathtub. <laughs> but I would say to this, Rudy, I hear you. I particularly heard you when you jumped in on Gene on this large glitter <laughs> idea. Like. I could see you too. I could see what I felt like was genuine panic. And I don't think (laughs) Mm -hmm. that Mary would be suggesting hypnosis, although I'm still, it's not clear what she was suggesting the hypnotherapy for, but I don't think she would be suggesting hypnosis if she did not acknowledge to a degree that some of this stuff genuinely is out of your control and a little traumatizing to you. I don't know anyone in the world except for rudy who has a problem walking across a carpet that has a single piece of glitter in it and then getting stunned in the eye in the eyes breaking this train of thought i'd never heard of that before and i want you to know i hear you and i think Mm. honestly mary i think you need to hear rudy on this one like he he doesn't want you to forego brightness he loves your brightness he loves the fun he appreciates the the glimmer and shine that you bring to his life, presumably to your children's lives, to the many thousands of cousins that you have, et cetera, et cetera. But this is one thing, this one literally very small thing, glitter. It is on the one hand, impossible to get rid of. That's part of the problem. Adam Savage, formerly of Mythbusters, now of Tested.com, and a friend of this show has referred to glitter as the herpes of the crafting world because once you have it, it's difficult to get rid of, if not impossible. But with glitter, paradoxically, it's easy to avoid. Don't get glitter. Don't get it. Don't bring it in your home. If you know your cousin's sending you a glitter bomb, open it outside like your other cousin did. (laughs) Use the wisdom of the cousin crowd. (laughs) These are your resources. 
I'm not going to go so far as to ban glitter from your home because you can't help but get these cards from the glitterati out there. But I think that Rudy deserves some consideration. I know that Rudy, from the video that you sent in, you had suggested that Rudy put that squirrel in the mudroom. So I know you have a mudroom. You got to have one on Big Toad Road. What are you going to do? You can't be out on Big Toad Road without a mudroom. I would, I would say whether it is the mudroom or another area, maybe it's the kitchen. Maybe it's a pure hard surface area. The glitter stays in that area. We have spent a year and a half trying to figure out how to prevent contagion mm -hmm. and having to quarantine parts of our lives and compartmentalize emotion, not only quarantine our physical bodies, but compartmentalize whole areas of our emotional lives in order to get through this together. And I order, Rudy can pick a room in which glitter is allowed and is not allowed to leave. And I would suggest it be a hard surface room, like a kitchen, you know, where it, it can, but you can't be curling up. You can't be curling up with a glitter card in your, in your terry cloth bathrobe in your bed anymore. Keep glitter in its place. And when you go out and buy wrapping paper, don't get stuff with glitter on it. Look, when you see that glitter, Look deeply into that glitter and see your reflection in it and be like, no, I'm not the person who's going to bring glitter into this house. There's a lot of other wrapping paper and there are a lot of other ways to make things bright and shiny. So that is my ruling. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. All right. We're going to start with Rudy. How are you feeling about the decision? Um, I'm a little stunned. Um, I rarely win discussions like this in any in any venue. So uh, um, I, it's, I think it's a good uh, good ruling. Um, I will try. Uh, you know, will be reasonable in implementing it. And um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for for you moving forward. And I, I, I feel like I, I'm definitely feeling that you you are stunned. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I didn't think it was going to go this way. No. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Mary, how are you feeling about the decision? Well, I, I feel like I need a little clarification. Mm. So I'm okay with I, I would love to have some input into the room and knowing Rudy's and our relationship of over 30 plus years of relationship, we'll find a room. My problem is we already have glitter on our Christmas ornaments. Mm -hmm. So what am I supposed to do with that? They're already in the house. They're stored the calls away. calls coming from inside the house. Well, I think that could easily <laughs> um, be done by something like I was saying, like, you know, just seal those up. And it'll even make storing them in containers. You know, when you take those things out next year, you're like, ugh, it's such a mess in there. And it doesn't have right. to be that way. So I think it sort of helps everyone. You keep your ornaments. You, you spray some some acrylic coat on there. I'm writing and then this down. Wins. It's acrylic spray. Yeah, acrylic spray your ornaments. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, it's, or, it's it's not very ecologically sound, but you could you could store the ornaments in Ziploc bags mm -hmm. and then also hang them on the tree that way. And then I, okay, have a, I'm so not no, doing nobody, that, Judge. You are now pushing Your ornaments it. will be all Sir. bagged up and you can think of me every time you look at them. <laughs> but I, 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 I think there's a, a great um, uh, compromise and also understanding of, yeah, how we have learned to work with the world. Um, I'm, I'm proud of both of you. And I'm Aww. and I'm proud of the Thank judge. You. Thank you. I'm proud of you, Gene. I'm proud of you, Jennifer. And hey, I just I want to just say I'm proud of everyone who doesn't celebrate Christmas. We've had a lot of Christmas talk on this podcast, and yes. I get it. Not everyone celebrates that, so I see right. and hear you as well. I just didn't want to pull my uh, Jewish friends into the debate because I have given them 
glittery Hanukkah stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I just felt like they have enough to deal with around the holidays. I didn't want to bring them in. My Muslim friends, I'm like, no, you got enough to deal with. I'm just not bringing you into this. G-E-O-T-G. You know what I mean? G-E-O-T-G. Go easy on the glitter. That's the the word. That's the word from Judge John Hodgman. It's been so nice to get to know you, your family, your cousins, your kids, and everybody in the world down there at Big Toad Road who knows you. Uh, At the end of this episode, we will play for the final time, perhaps for now, (laughs) the theme song to Rudy's Place. But until then, have fun up there at Big Toad Road, you guys. Great to get to know you. Thank Thank you, you, Your Honor. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Another case in the books. Before we dispense some swift justice, we want to thank Tony Montabon for naming this week's episode Citation for Glittering. Very clever. If you would like to name a future episode, like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook, we regularly put out a call for submissions. Follow us on social media. I'm on Instagram at Jeannie Grigio. That's double N-I-E Grigio. Guess it. The judge is at John Hodgman. He's also on Twitter at Hodgman. Hashtag your judge John Hodgman tweets. Hashtag JJHO. And check out the Maximum Fun subreddit to discuss this episode. Don't talk about me badly. I'll find you. And we're on Instagram at Judge John Hodgman. Make sure to follow us there for evidence and other fun stuff. Our amazing producer is Jennifer Marmer. Yay. Now, let's get to Swift Justice, where we answer your small disputes with a quick judgment. Here's the question. I'm very involved in this. Ash says, my wife insists these are deep plates. I contest that they are shallow bowls. And then it is a picture of a deep plate mixed with a shallow bowl. Gene, what would you say? Is that a deep plate or a shallow bowl? Well, this will be on the Instagram at Judge Just to let you know, I'll take pictures of all of these. So we've got this one. This is a salad bowl. Okay, wait a minute. Is this Swift Justice question from you? No. <laughs> Are you secretly Ash? Well, let me start. You're showing me your your plates and bowls. This is a plate. I think we That's can all say That's this is a plate. That's definitely a plate with a, regular... a, with a rim, though. Yes, yeah. with a rim. I like a rimmed yeah. plate. This is the next step. This is a deep plate. A deep plate. This is a deep plate where you put things. Um, I like to serve like um, like uh, sometimes curries mm-hmm. of sorts or pastas yeah, or anything. This just got a little more sauce. You can lean a, right. a bread on the side. You know, right, like my right. stuff is going to go everywhere. Hold that up again, Gene. Um, mm, yeah, that's a deep plate. I would say that. And this... Yeah. Is a salad as bowl or salad kind of bowl. a shallow bowl? Just a larger. It's not as high on the sides. I would say that as like a deep soup plate. bowl or a, or um or an extravagant soup bowl or something Extra- with an extravagant extravagant soup, soup where what you have be things. An soup? Well, let's say it's some sort of broth, um, uh-huh. and you have uh, um, a many pieces of things it, that you want to like put in said broth. Cream of chicken with diamonds. It's <laughs> horrible. Cream of chicken with sapphires. That's actually, okay. I just realized that I stole that joke from David Reese, <laughs> who made it up for our secret project. So when you um, see the secret project mm-hmm. and you hear the joke about diamonds, you will know that that's where this joke came from. Yeah. So this is a, but I, I do definitely consider this a bowl and not a deep plate. Um, and I think the one that is in the picture is uh, closer to a shallow bowl than a deep plate. I think it's got oh. a higher rim. Ah, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say that's a shallow bowl because there's no such thing as a deep plate. But now I realize there is a deep yes, plate. Yes, there is. But that is definitely a shallow bowl. Mm-hmm. But, Gene, this letter from Judith, another friend of Mary and uh, Rudy's just came in. <laughs> no, it didn't. I understand, quote, I understand that when my friends and neighbors, Rudy and Mary, will be on your show soon debating the merits of glitter. Yeah, it just happened. I think you should know that environmentalists like me advise against using glitter because it is made from plastic. In fact, it's a microplastic. It does not yet have the status of no plastic straws due to them being lodged in the nostrils of sea turtles. But in time, it will get there. Put me in the camp of no glitter, no straws, and no fun. (laughs) Sincerely, 
Judith, president of Beyond Plastics, cbeyondplastics.org. That's a valuable message to end the show. And at 98 words, a perfect email. Wow. 98 words, everybody. Replace Take a your lesson plastic, from Judith. Replace your plastic glitter with uh, metal. Just use shrapnel. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Metal straws, metal glitter. Let's go. There we go. That's it. That's our show. Thank you very much, guest bailiff Jean Gray. It's always such a pleasure to spend time with you, and I hope to see you in person soon. Me too. Thank you again to Jennifer Marmer. Thank you again to Rudy and Mary and all their friends. That is it for us. We will talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Rudy's Place. It's the virtual hangout where you go to buy frenzy beers. Rudy's Place. No internet, no yachts, no sharks invited, so have no fear. Down Big Toe Road I'm gonna ride my horse Down Big Toe Road I'm gonna ride Till I can't ride no more To Rudy's Place MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported.